Hello, my friends. How you doing? This is Coffee Chug, and welcome to episode 92. Hey, just a couple things with this episode. Number one, you're going to listen and hear from two amazing people who are publishers of a math series using Lego called Brick Math. They are two of a three-team ensemble, along with the author, Shirley Disler. Um... But you're going to hear their enthusiasm and their passion and their excitement for what they're creating and helping educators do, which is create wonder, inquiry, hands-on learning through the constructionist methods using Lego to teach mathematical concepts. And I know this is something that we all struggle with. We're all looking for new ways to infuse engagement in the classroom, especially when it comes to math um, at the elementary level. Second, I want to make something very clear. This is not a a, a paid endorsement or advertisement. Um, yes, they have a product. It is amazing. It, they've got the books and the materials and resources. The reason this came together is I checked their books out on, on Amazon Kindle. Um, we had a guest on a previous podcast talk about it. I've used some of their concepts, and so I wanted to bring them in. So I just want to make it very clear that I'm bringing these people in because of the amazing work that they're doing doing. They didn't ask for a paid endorsement, things like that. Um, but you're going to find out how genuine and amazing they are just through the conversations. I'm so excited to bring this to you because I know we're all looking for classroom ideas. So without further ado, enjoy this episode, episode 92, where we explore Lego and using math together to create awesomeness. Woke up at six o'clock in the morning, chilling with coffee mugs, me and coffee chugs. Talking education all across the nation, pushing boundaries, thinking innovation. Aaron Mauer, outside the box thinker, here to teach each and every teacher how to tinker. Living on the edge of chaos, born insane. Listening to coffee chugs like caffeine for the brain. One of the top teachers in Iowa, word is born. Here to show the world that there's more here than corn. Chaos. Hello everyone, how you doing? This is Coffee Chug Books here with another episode on Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. And I know that I have now said this close to 100 episodes, but I am so excited and and very honored to have uh, not just one guest this time, but two guests. uh, Best of both halves of this uh, duo here that we're going to be speaking with today. And for those that have been listening into the last couple episodes, we are really having a focused um, little mini-series here on the purposeful play with Lego. How do we create hands-on learning and engagement um, using a product such as Lego? Um, and these two guests here not only have ideas, they have a whole entire robust concept that I think so many of you are going to be so excited to um, learn more about, especially if you've never heard of this, and it's it's one more asset to have to your collection. So let's dive right into the action, and let's start off with having you guys introduce who you are and also explain what it is that you do because you have a very amazing platform um, that you guys have put together. Great. Thank you so much, Aaron. Um, Our program is called Brick Math and it's teaching math using Lego bricks. Pretty simple and powerful concept. My name is Janice Ray. This is Neil Rafel with me and we are the publishers of the Brick Math program. There's a third person involved, though, who isn't with us today, and that's the author of the books, the developer of the program, and that's Dr. Shirley Disler, 
who is an associate professor at High Point University in, in uh, North Carolina. And Shirley is the educator in the program. Neil and I are the business end. We're the, we're the publishers of the books and then the, the developers of the, the entire program that, you, that you know, goes out to schools. Well, Janice is being a little modest. I'm Neil Rafel. Um, she <laughs> also edited the whole series with Shirley. Sure. And, uh, and, and I think it was a powerful combination. Janice has a lot of experience in editing. And she helped. Shirley is a great creative mind, comes up with amazing ideas. But Janice helped make it uh, you know, into a, a real powerful step-by-step program. Yeah, and I know we were talking a little bit before we hit record. Um, can we dive into a little bit more about kind of the the concept of brick math? I know at its core, it's it's teaching mathematical concepts using Lego. Um, but we talked a little bit that it's geared really for a specific um, age group of kids, and and kind of I know there's probably a whole thing of how it developed, but how did this kind of come to be um, to the magnitude of what this program is today? Well, it's a full curriculum from kindergarten through sixth grade, and it's done in modules as uh, specific topics in each module. So, for instance, counting and cardinality, addition, subtraction, those are the, the earliest ones that would be done kind of K through two. And then there's things like multiplication, division, fraction, basic fractions, those in sort of the middle grades, moves up to more advanced, uh, more advanced fractions with multiplication and division of fractions, basic and then advanced measurement and geometry, decimals. That's kind of the, the span of the program, and that's how it covers K to 6. Um, the program, as we said, was sort of the brainchild of, of Dr. Shirley Disler. She has worked with the Lego company for years at High Point and on her own, helping teachers use Legos with, with, with the, you know, the Lego products. And in robotics, and, uh, you know, she helped them develop uh, the We Do math program and that sort of thing. But Shirley always felt there was something missing from these Lego products. And it was something that they weren't, Lego education just wasn't doing. And that was really using the, the Lego bricks to teach these specific subjects, to not, not just kind of um, get kids ready for math, not get them talking <laughs> about math, but really using it as a way to teach. And she developed her own method of using it. And and Lego said, great, we love it, but it's not our program, it's your program. You take it and do what you want to with it. And that's how we got involved with it, because we had, we had published other books by Shirley in the past. So that's how we published Brick Math. So it was from her, you know, from her past knowledge of how the Lego bricks could be used to, to teach now directed toward K to six math. One just other point about Lego, though, they actually saw the books before we published them, and they approved the the visuals that we used, and they approved how we used the word Lego in the title. They they are not endorsing the books, but but we wanted them to at least have the opportunity to say no, you're going in the wrong direction, and they've approved the. They said you can do the entire series. Um, 
basically with their blessing. So that was an important step for us. Yeah, that, that's incredible. And I know as you were talking, um, probably one of the things that's going to come into the mind of, of educators listening to this is probably a lot of questions in their head. But the first one is, is as we talk about the Lego bricks, um, We'll put a link in the show notes to the the Brick Math website. I know that there um, is a kit that a teacher could buy that has the the, the pieces necessary. But um, just for those that are listening to this in their car, and, and we shouldn't be uh, checking our phone while driving, um, what are these pieces? Because I, I think what's important is this is not like some specific pieces that you have to go, you know, on on some crazy website and find these these rare pieces. You know, it's not a $360 Lego EV3 Mindstorm kit, which is what I love. Um, but I know that budget, um, materials, and all those constraints educators deal with are very real. And so uh, before we kind of dive in maybe to some examples of what those are, let's spend some time you know, maybe clarifying a little bit like what these bricks are um, so people realize that it's this is not some crazy concept that's going to you know have to write 14 grants to get. Oh no, it's these are these you're right, it's not the Lego Mindstorm set. Although if you had that, you probably have all the bricks you need. Sure. Um, it's these bricks are all standard, you know, one by one, one by two, one by three, two by two, two by four. They're I mean I can show you, Aaron, but your your podcast oh, right. audience can't see. <laughs> we we have developed a brick set that works for the program. Um, there's 250 bricks in the set. A hundred of them are one by ones because you want a lot of small ones for, for a variety of things. But I think one of the nicest things for schools and especially for individual teachers who might want to try this is that every, um, every lesson, every, every chapter in every book tells you how many, I'm sorry, I'm showing you something. No, you're something. fine. Yep. Nope. Nope. Of how many bricks you and, and of what type of brick you need in order to in order to do it. Plus, at the end of each book, there's an inventory the, the, the inventory of bricks that you need, and that works for every single topic in the series. The same brick set. So, kind of a funny story. When we started with the very first book, I don't know if I should tell this story. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> You know, Shirley had said she's been she had been working for years with schools that had Lego education sets. Okay. And so when we did these books, she said, Oh, schools have the Lego bricks. They just need the books. They need the, the method. We thought, great, we're book publishers. The first school that ordered the first books said, Where are the bricks? <laughs> <laughs> and we realized Schools would want brick sets. Not every school does have them. Not every school has used the Lego education. But if they've used them, maybe they've used them in higher grades and they don't have them in the elementary school or they don't have them in all the classrooms. Anyway, it, it told us right away several years ago we had to develop a brick set. So we worked with Shirley to determine exactly what the right brick set would be, and, and we have it. It, but the whole thing is really inexpensive. The brick set is $60, and it's shared between two kids. Hmm. And the books are, you know, they're $10 and $15 a piece. And the right. student books are 10 you know. So for one kid, it's a $40 layout for a topic, right. you know, with the brick set and the books, and that's it. And then you're, you're – so as you say, it's not the sort of expense 
that a school has to get into with, with some of the a lot more expensive. I, I just want to elaborate just a little bit is that Lego did not have the set we wanted. Yeah. They did not, and Lego um, uh, was not interested in creating a brick set for this program, at, at least till this point. So um, originally we actually had to source the bricks on the secondary market. And um, recently, we actually had uh, Lego-compatible bricks manufactured that are the same quality as the Lego bricks and look the same as the Lego bricks. Um, so we've, we've, we've actually been forced into supplying these because it was a need of the schools. Yeah, the schools wanted them. And unfortunately, the Lego company didn't make them and wouldn't make them for us. Um, we hoped they would, but they just didn't want to get into it. Um, so we did. So we did it. And yeah. it's done and, and it works great. Yeah, and I think that's, that's so um, important for educators to know because there's some that, just like you guys were talking about, um, I know many schools that, that I'm working with, you know, they might have um, just a, a random collection of pieces in their in their library or media center. And for the educator that wants to maybe expound it to content areas, we you know, it's good for them to know that there are the resources available, you know, for them to track that down because um, – as we know, there are so many great ideas, but if you don't have what you need, um, you know, that always becomes a, a, a hurdle. And so it's just great for them to know that there is that, that opportunity to get the actual kit um, that, is, that is needed. Um, yeah, it, it's easy to use because it's all divided, so it's easy for the kids to put back the stuff in the right part. The other thing is that the, the program does um, – really, you really need a base plate to build on. You know all about base plates. Um, and, and so we, there's a couple of base plates provided with every – brick kit too and so it, you know it just kind of gives the kid everything they originally we were sending out five by five base plates but we felt they were a little small so we had six by six base plates manufactured yeah. to go for the set we also put the set this is important for schools rather than distributing the sets in bags we did we put them in, in these um, really neat little uh, boxes and we sorted them by size and so it's very very easy for the students to to take them out, put them back in, store them, carry them with them um, from grade to grade. So they work um, from, from K to six. So the same set could be used for a kindergarten kid, could be used in a, in a, a center for different grades. The kits are, are all the same. They work for all. Yeah, that's, that's so, huge. Yeah, because I know we could have a teacher that gets excited, and all of a sudden their you know their best friend down the hallway that teaches a different grade level, you know they could they could start to dabble in some of this to see if it's a good fit for them before they go through and maybe take the plunge to get more resources or things like that. And so I think that that universal appeal, and then you're not re, you know you don't have to. I guess retrain, I don't know if that's the right word, kids every year, right? So if I'm working with, you know, they're doing some of this in first grade and, and they go into second grade and that teacher wants to get excited, you don't have to like tra like train the platform again. You can just get right into what we need, which is getting into the concepts of learning, which there seems to be a higher demand to achieve all these standards in less and less time. And so anytime that we can eliminate and save time, you know, that, that becomes a huge asset. You're exactly right. We have, we have schools that have started it in the younger grades and now they're bringing it into the middle grades because now these kids know how to use it. And it's so right. They don't have to kind of learn the techniques again. They just, here it is, you know, you understand, bring well, math, we, you can do it. Aaron, we know you're a believer, but I, I think Janice should outline a little bit of the three ways that students are using the Lego bricks to actually get a deeper understanding of the concept. You want to tell me a little bit about yeah. that, Janice? 
if, if that's where you want to go with this. Oh, yeah, because my, my next question was definitely that. Write it down. Oh, I'm sorry. Draw yeah. the picture. Well, one of the, one of the most important um, – this was all developed from uh, what's called constructionist uh, theory of learning. You know, the kids, the kids are sort of – they're developing they're, – they're, they're constructing their own learning. Basically, and it really goes along with bricks, doesn't it? Constructionist. Yeah. But the idea is the teacher goes through these step-by-step lessons that are outlined in the teacher guide. You're really very easy to follow. The students build the models with the bricks. So the hands-on are actually building the models. But the next thing that they do is they draw the models. And I think this is something that is not typically done um, so much when you're talking about using manipulatives and using using you know Lego bricks, they draw the models on on paper on base plate paper so that they, they it's another sort of abstract step removed from the actual building of the model. Then they have to label the models and then they have to write either in words you know spoken or they write down. Explain your thinking. That that expression is throughout so many of, of these lessons. Explain your thinking. Yeah. And the, the idea is, you know, you're, you're moving from very concrete, hands-on to abstract, tell me why it works. Tell me in words. And that sequence of learning is what really imprints in the students. You know, they get it. They get that deep understanding of, of these, this fundamental math that so many kids are not getting when they're just being kind of taught to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that idea of, of kind of working through those different channels. I mean, I was just reading, uh, came across one of my feeds yesterday, just another article of research supporting the idea of, of, of drawing our ideas and how that strengthens our understanding of, of the world and concepts, you know, cause we know how the craze of sketch noting, but, um, I was, I was joking with a friend that said all these things that we've known since the, the beginning of time of, of humans from cave drawings, um, all these things we know that work, we finally actually have the research now to support the ideas, right? Like we all right. draw and doodle and sketch things out when we're working. Like we know it works whether we're, you know, uh, an artistic genius or not. Um, but now we actually can prove to people like it's okay. Like this actually works. And so it's, as you're, I was scribbling down these notes to make sure I put that link to that article because it, all this stuff is coming full circle finally, which is um, at a time that's needed more than ever as, as kids need places to have inquiry and wonder the hands-on through the construction of project, constructing their learning, you know, and, and at a point where it seems like kids are having harder and harder times, um, staying engaged for not just because the kid's fault, not because the teacher's fault, but just the system is really, you know, holding back uh, the hands of, of so many. And I don't know that it's intentional, but it's happening. The, the pressures of state testing and all these things that we don't want to go down that, that rampant pathway because that's not what the focus is. But I just well, well, love I just, this idea. Yeah, I just want to address that for a second. Yeah, yeah. One of the questions we get all the time is, does this work? You know, do you have any results? And actually... Part of the program was initially is to get a bunch of schools to adopt it, but do testing other students. And so we were delighted with two things. One, the quantitative scores are much better. So they're, they're increasing, you know, by testing their masculine. Yeah. But more importantly to us is qualitatively, they're able to explain how the math works. 
much better than when they started the yes. program. And I think that deeper learning is what excites us because we really don't care about so much about test results as we do about the understanding of the math and also about how they discover things and actually doing it. Well, just. we care about test results because teachers and schools care about right. test results. Right, but and that's what shows that the program works. So the test scores go up, but, but Neil's right. It, it, and what you just said, Aaron, about engagement, the part of, you know, the, part of the test results were teachers reporting the, um, the additional engagement in their students in the math when they're using brick math. I mean, that was, that's actually was something that was measured in the testing. And, you know, that's huge when you can get kids to enjoy what they're learning and learn it at the same time. And that has been, you know, we've seen it now over and over and over again, and we've tested for it and found it to be the case, which yeah. is, which is really great. And the kids are saying, this is fun. Oh yeah. Right, <laughs> right. This is fun. Well, I think, and and that that's the goal, right? Like you create this engagement, you you change the the the, the culture, how the classroom feels, and it's not that you guys created this to increase test scores, but the byproduct is if we get buy-in from kids and we get increased engagement and we and increase how kids are constructing their own learning and and modeling that and explaining that, the byproduct is naturally test scores are going to go up, which is a win-win for everybody. Whether we we like them or don't like them is is irrelevant because at, at in, in this state and age, they are important. I mean, they are on the front page of newspaper. We know all these things that, that mean they are pressing matters. But, um, you know, I always said if we, I worked at a middle school and we traded, worked out, we were a project-based learning school, you know, if we can create the right condition to create the right driving question, the right project, you know what? We don't have to spend all our times testing every single standard. We know that the learning will occur when the kids are bought into the, to, to the learning platform, you know? And so it's, it's, it's that element there that I think, we spend so much time on drill and kill trying to get do test prep. And then sometimes like we got to get away from that. Let's just get kids excited about learning again. And it'll take care of itself. You know, um. yeah, <laughs> the kids are saying things like not, not just it's fun, but wow, I finally can see the math. I mean, they really say these lines. Yeah. I can see the math. I can see what a fraction is, uh, you know, in a way, and, and so you, you really start to understand, you know, using all these modalities really does make a difference yeah. in learning something like that. So, so take us through just kind of like, you know, I, I know you've, you've got it from K, K6, but maybe just a, a sample lesson of what this would look like in the classroom. I know you talked about building and drawing and labeling and then communicating the learning, but um, let's, if we could take just uh, a sample lesson and what would that look like in the classroom because I know um, if people start to explore these resources I know on the, on the website there's sample they can they can click on all that and check that stuff out make sure that's in the show notes for those listening but um, just kind of walk someone through like what this actually would look like in in, 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 in a classroom I think would be really helpful great I, 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 I think I have a good one um, that will make sense even without people being able to see it. Sure. But just so just so people know, if they go to the website, they'll be um, they'll, they'll be able to um, download like a, a preview, which is a couple of chapters of the fractions book, which is you know it's just so clear cut, and that way they they can see what the you know what the a, a few of the lessons look like, and I think that that helps people because the lessons are they're step by step, and there's illustrations of the kinds of models that the teacher is doing or should be expected 
from from the students. Okay. Yep. So there's there's all of that in it. But let, let me just take you through one. Um, this is this is a lesson on factors, on finding factors, and it's actually in it's in the multiplication, division, and the fractions book. It, this is this is the only one that's that's repeated in any of the books, but because it's so integral to each one of the, of those topics, but it really shows how how neatly the Lego brick works to show this the, these sort of concepts. So it's it, the part one of of it of every every chapter is show the students how show them how. So the teacher. Is, is kind of the shower in, in part one. So the teacher takes a brick, a two by eight brick, okay? Two by eight brick has 16 studs on it. And that's what, that's what the students are counting is the stud. Put that two by eight brick on a base plate. And then you ask the students, can you find two bricks in your set, the same brick, that together place next to this brick are going to equal. They'll be the same as this brick. So you let the students look through look through their set. They find two two by four bricks. They put them on. I can. I'll show you, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they find they find two. Then you say, can you find three bricks and do the same thing with it? And they look at it and and no, you don't tell them you can't find three. You let them look and they discover that the answer is no. Can you find four bricks? Let them look, let them, let them try. They find four two by two bricks, okay? Can you find the next number, okay? They find the next number, they, there's going to be eight one by two bricks. Again, always 16 studs. And then the last one, they find 16 one by one bricks. And when they're done with this little exercise, they have a model of all the factors of 16. And they can look at it and say, 16, there's 16, and the factors are eight, four, two, and one. And there they are right in front of them. And that's sort of sort of the magic of it. There's a, there, there's a companion student book, which is a place for the students to write down and draw their models and so on. And the student book just follows through what I just said. and. When they build the model, how many studs are on the brick? What does that number of studs mean? And they answer those kinds of questions. And it, it helps the students just work their way through the lesson. And when they do that, don't they also um, try to explain in writing? Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's all kinds of, of for, for sort of each step that I've just described, the students answer questions and write mm in words and write it down what their what their thinking is why does this work that's always being answered asked why does this work so, and the students always have to ask that so the open-ended the open-ended nature of this encourages learning and testing whereas if you just tell the students sort oh, of factors of 16 or okay. 842 they memorize that but then they can't you know go to the factors of uh, 12 or something yeah. else you know, they're, yeah, yeah. they're discovering that three is not a factor of 16, but three is a factor of 12, you know. So they're actually try, under, getting a deeper understanding of what, of what factors are by, by discovering the answer themselves rather than memorizing And, and seeing the it there in front of them. Yeah. One of the things that was really important 
to Shirley when she began developing these these uh, techniques was she's a huge advocate of creativity in math. And what she'll say when she does, she does a lot of training of teachers in, in the, the brick math methods. And she'll tell them, don't always expect the same model from every student. There are lots of opportunities for students to build things in a different way than maybe you anticipated. So we include, as I said, there's always an illustration of what the model will probably look like, but it may not always look that way. And, you know, be open to creative uses of the bricks because that is what really helps kids learn and internalize what they're learning. I so that. I just, I think it's a great point because I don't think we speak about creativity and math often enough, but they really go hand in hand in this method. Yeah, so if you talk about different models to the creative process for kids can see and they can build their understanding in, in the ways that make sense to their, their brain, which I know yes. is, is really um, what the Common Core was after. I mean, if you get away from all the riffs on it and look at it, my wife's an eighth grade algebra teacher. And so, you know, they spend so much time exploring, not just, you know, I'm, I'm Mrs. Maurer, therefore we're going to do the Mrs. Maurer way that I learned when I was in eighth grade. You know, it speaks to that creative, it speaks to the, the critical thinking, and there are multiple pathways to get there. And, and maybe to kind of bridge um, to this next part, as we keep that in the forefront of our brain, how can a teacher they're learning this, they're getting excited, but how do they, how could they use this in terms of like differentiation? So we all know in a, in a classroom of 20 to 30 kids, not every kid is at the same pace or the same level of understanding. Um, and so how could, could a teacher use like the brick math concept, you know, um, whether it's in small groups or pull out, how, how have teachers use that in ways as opposed to just whole group instruction, which is a good way, but we know we can't do that all day, every day. Well, we have found um, in the number of schools that, that are using brick math that they're using it in, the, in lots of different ways. They're using it one-on-one. -on -one, they're using small group. Sometimes they're using, they're using whole class. They're using, and, and one place it's being used a lot now is for math intervention. Again, typically kind of in a small group or a center sort of thing. For kids who who just aren't getting it the way we've been teaching it. This is a whole, those kids need the math intervention and this is what they're using. And this is, this is helping them learn. So it actually is being used in each one of those ways. And because it's a step-by-step -step modular kind of system, it can be kind of plugged in to whatever way works for school to use it. Yeah. Now, do you see it on the on the flip side, not just with interventions, but with gifted or kids who need acceleration or enrichment levels too? We absolutely are, are seeing it being used for gifted. Actually, the author has done quite a bit of she, she's worked quite a bit in the past with gifted students, and um, yes, it it also works on that side, so that you have you know a gifted student or a group of gifted students that you want to accelerate you know, beyond what's happening in the classroom, this is a terrific method, again, probably used in a small, yeah. small group way, to, to bring them into the next level of math. Yeah, and as you said, there's a classroom of 20 or 30 students, and each, you know, each of them or each two of them have their own brick set, so you get kids at compatible levels, and they can really fly. 
So the kids who are really getting it can move on to the next concept very easily because they understand how this thing is working and they can almost, you know, almost at some point they can almost teach themselves. Right. I mean, it's, it's that step-by-step approach that really helps a gifted student really fly. Yeah. So I mean, it, 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 yeah. It really gets back to that heart of the matter, right? When we can tangibly maneuver our own learning and inquiry and question in our head, like what if this or that, I mean, when we can bring in those senses, we know that, I mean, through tactile play all the way down with young kids, you know, when you have babies and one and two year olds and they, you know, we, when you watch your own kids kind of grow and develop and then it's like, why do we lose that element when we get kids, you know, I have a second grade daughter, you know, and I just watch that progression of less and less hands on, you know, and it's like, just keep it going because there's, it works. I mean, there's a reason we have, you know, 10 fingers and, and, and two hands. It's just how That's we right. connect with the world around us. And so, um, yeah, I'm with you 100%. You know, when our kids were, when our kids were young, um, they had this play of, uh, play thing at home called geo safari i don't know if you remember that yeah and it was something where you you know a light lit up when you got the right answer and they could just go at their own speed they didn't need a teacher and this sort of replicates that a little bit in that once you get the concept of how this program works a kid can move on themselves don't you think Mm -hmm. james yeah it's it's and one it's something that I think we've also found as we've gone along is that kids really enjoy the sort of um, like the, the, the techniques that are involved. Um, it, for instance, they're in the basic measurement book. There's, there's a whole, um, there's a couple of chapters about learning time. Well, do you really think you could learn time using Lego bricks? It does seem a little odd, doesn't it? Right, right. But, Shirley has created what she calls a linear clock using using the bricks and putting a couple of base plates together and then the the bricks delineate one, two, three, four around, you know, to twelve. And then and they're they're put in, in such a way that there you know there there's um you know the right amount of space between each one so to show like every every ten minute increment and it's it's just amazing to see a kid learning to tell time by using a technique like this. And they just, they love it because it's, it's, it's a new way to learn something, you know, that is exciting to them anyway, which is learning to tell time. So they, they love the techniques. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I just love it. I mean, I, and just like what they come up with is always incredible. Um, I've shared the story now with several people. I was in a, my daughter's second grade classroom a few weeks back. They had a, a study where they were looking at what people do for a living to make money and that kind of thing. And um, long story short, I brought in Lego duck kits for all the kids. And we just did a series of builds. And I mean, just what they came up with, I wish I would have been able to document it. I mean, I've probably made 10,000 Lego ducks and workshops and stuff through my <laughs> career. And what these second graders were building for their models were things I've never, I've never seen before. And I'm like, I've, you know, we're talking six pieces. We're talking, you know, like you kind of see the standard kind of builds and it was just phenomenal what they were doing. And I was just like, how do we capture that essence so it doesn't go away? You know, where we become adults and you do these workshops and even though there's lots of variety, you know, you do kind of see this, the typical kind of build structure. Uh, And these kids just went 
haywire. And it was like, this is so amazing. Like we just have to capture that and just keep that, that ingenuity going, you know, because we have it in us, you know, even as we yeah. get older and, and we just have to peel back the layers to uh, discover it. Yeah, the kids have fantastic creativity <laughs> if you just give them a chance. Yeah. But we've been yeah. talking a lot about the kids, but, you know, actually it's fun for the teachers as well. Yeah. The teachers, we've gotten such feedback um, from teachers, you know, who have enjoyed this sort of learning experience. And I can't tell you the number of emails we got, I've been looking all around for something <laughs> like this. I love yeah. Legos, you, you know? know? it's that's true. <laughs> it's interesting to us um, because – with the, the number of just individual teachers who have found us because they are just looking all the time for a way to use Legos in their classrooms. And, and when they want to use it for math, they, they have found us. And they're, you know, they're people who are real aficionados of Lego bricks. Yeah. And they like, well, I know it'll work. I just want a, I want a method for, for making it work. But it is, it is, it is quite something how people I, I have to tell you something. Um, our author was just in um, Dubai mm. implementing this program in an American school there. So we're going around the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's it's so funny because they wanted they want what American schools are doing. They this is this is an American school there. They want to have their school be just like American schools in, in this, uh, in this country. And they're using something that's kind of new and innovative and we're, you know, we're very proud. And, and I just got an email from, from two people, two different people in Malaysia. How can I get your stuff? Wow. And I said, you know, I'd love to send it to you. You know, you might be able to source the bricks on your own, but it's going to be very expensive to send you a set or, yeah. or more over just from the postage viewpoint. I don't care. Send it, you know. <laughs> but that's the postage charges. You know, we just charge them our out of pocket on the postage and send so, so that to Malaysia. It really tells you just what you said, you know. People are hungry for these kinds of of ideas and these kinds of techniques to use in their classroom. Yeah, I love it, and I hope that this conversation spurs more of that of people. Um, there's so many of us that I think have it in us, you know, and I always tell so many educators, you know, as, as adults, we have to – we have to hold on to our crayons and remember what it was like to be a kid. Um, because if we're not excited about the learning, how can we expect our students to be excited about the learning, you know, and just getting back into that mindset and uh, not losing those, those joys that we had as, as, as kids growing up, you know, and, and playing and getting, you know, building forts and building with Lego and everything else that we did growing up, you know, how do we continue to bring that into the classroom while also still being able to check off the boxes that we're being expected to do as uh, educators. Um, so as we kind of bring this to a close, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I can't thank you guys enough for uh, spending some time to, to chat with us. Um, we'll put all the links in the show notes, but if people want to go and, and learn more, um, where is it that, that they should go check out uh, more about, about Brick Math? Just www.brickmath.com. That'll take you to the website. And there's a, there's a lot of information on the website about how the program, is, how, how everything works. There's, you know, ways to, as I said, sample so that you, you can get a few chapters. You can see how, it, what it looks like. You could try it with your students. If you've got, you've got some, a few, you know, some bricks from home, you know, take the lessons, try them with your kids, see how it works. Um, I, I think that's the most powerful, um, the most powerful way 
to understand how easy it is to bring the bricks in and do real math instruction. And, and for us, it's a real exciting time. I mean, we spent three years developing this program, testing it, making sure it worked. We got adoption by some school districts. They love the program. And now we're sort of on the brink of really rolling it out. And we really want to thank you for helping start to get the word out because this is a very exciting program. And, I, and what motivates us and what motivates Shirley is we think it's really good for students and teachers. I, I mean, that's that's our core motivation in, in, in doing this. So we, we would love people. We love that people are excited about it and want to help, you know, spread the word about it. Yeah. If they go on the website and any questions, you know, just contact us. We'll we'll get back to you right away. I'd be happy to answer whatever we can for you. And thank you so much for for helping bring this uh, idea to more people. Well, thank you for bringing it all together because I know so many of us are, are looking for those solutions. We're looking for these ways. I don't know if too many educators that disagree with this type of learning and this type of, of pedagogy of kids constructing their own learning and doing it through hands-on immersion. Sometimes we need that catalyst. We need that 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 kind of backbone to get us moving in that direction. Um, and so I'm really excited for um, – all the amazing people who do listen to the show and are part of the course to uh, dive into this. And I'm sure you're going to hear from several of them because they've been pretty eager and, and, and um, very active so far um, in the work that we're doing. So um, on behalf of all of them that will be listening to this show, you know, I'll put that thank you out there because I know so many are just looking for these types of solutions. So uh, we appreciate the work that you do as well as, 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 as surely as the author and, and, the stuff that you guys are, are putting together. So I hope it does take off because we need more of this in uh, classrooms and schools all over. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. So much, Fun to talk with you. Yes, same here.